Blog Talk Radio. February 14th, 2021. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hope you're well. Hope you're feeling loved. And um, and that uh, you could share some love, spread some love. Um, there's no sweetheart deals in the Oklahoma prison system. And there's no sweetheart deals in many prisons, I'm sure, throughout our nation. It's not supposed to be sweetheart deals when you go to prison, right? You pay your price. Hopefully while you're in there, you're being rehabilitated, treated in a humane way, and you're able when the time comes to walk out of there and ready to be a productive member of society. It's not happening, folks. It's not happening in Oklahoma. It's not happening as a rule throughout our country. People are being, yes, people, people, sure they are inmates, but their people are being treated like rabid dogs. They're being treated like something that you just, it is like the worst thing imaginable that you detest, that you can't even imagine, you know, having anything to do with. They're not being treated like people. It's as if, in many cases, I can't say all, I can't say all the corrections officers are doing this, are participating in this, and we need the good ones to speak up. We need the whistleblowers, but... What is being condoned, what is being put out, what is happening in prisons is unlawful, is unconstitutional for prisoners. Yes, it is unconstitutional, and it's dead wrong. It's criminal. It's criminal. I'm Tanya Hathaway, your host of Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told. I want to thank everybody for listening in tonight. I want to thank my mother for listening in. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Happy Valentine's Day, Mom. I love you. I want to thank Emily Barnes, who is here with us tonight. Emily Barnes is from Ignite Justice, and she has a lot to report to us tonight about the prison conditions. We will be taking calls. I will let you know when we'll be taking calls. I would also like to report that I I just got an update that one of the prisons over in Lawton uh, was without heat and without water. It is now with heat and it is now with water. Um, It's been worked on all day long. And finally, they've got heat, they've got water. Guess who fixed it, folks? Guess who got and running? The inmates themselves. We've got some guys there, you know, or might be coming from other facilities as well that are really good with this stuff. You know, the HVAC, the, you know, the plumbing, just, they're good with this stuff, you know. I'm just wondering if they're so good that the DOC just doesn't have any interest in letting them commute, letting them out. And they go in front of the pardon and parole board when they should be a viable candidate. Will they let them out because they're too valuable being a prison? Being a prisoner? We have a lot to talk about, like I said. 
But if you saw the promotion, you saw Emily Barnes' beautiful face, but you also saw a photograph that is inside of the Jess Dunn facility in Oklahoma. Take a look at that. Try to get beyond the dirt, the mold, the filth. Try to try to get beyond that, okay? What you're going to see on that window is ice build up. Now, that ice build up is not on the outside of the prison. It is on the inside of the cell where somebody resides. But it gets worse. Emily, thank you so much for being here. Are you are you on? Are you with us? She's she's not with us yet. Okay, hold on a second. I, I did just ask her what her phone number is. Okay, I'm gonna send okay. this to you, Marty. Okay. All right, uh that's my bad. I should have asked uh before and I didn't, so I'm gonna send it to you right now. Okay, sorry for the um, the the uh, dead air people. Uh, it's really important and uh, to the to the point where you know changed with what we were going to actually do tonight. Talk about tonight. Uh, so, did you press one, Emily? Make sure you press one. I don't even show her. I'm sorry. I don't even show her on the board. I don't even show her on okay. the board. All right. Uh, Emily, message message me. Let me know if you're on or not, okay? Um, and you got to press uh, one. Uh, is there room on the board to call, Marty? Yeah, I can make room for it, but that's not the uh, – I'm not picking you up on Facebook either. Huh. Let me make sure I gave her the right number. Okay. We'll get started, people. We'll get started. Okay. Shows that she's active now. Um, Okay, let's see. She's messaging me right now. Thank you, everybody. This is live. This is what happens when it's live. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> in the meantime, Marty, can you yes. talk about, uh, as we've been doing, I think it's really important, if you can talk about what you're doing on your other shows um, and, and the hospice and whatnot, and uh, uh, let, let's see that. I want our listeners to know, as Emily is making her way on, and uh, yeah. if you can. What's the first three letters, t- numbers of her? Oh. Okay, the first three it's it's four zero five. Let me see. Okay. Let me make sure. I don't ever yet. Oh my goodness. All right. What? Uh I made the mistake on my on my um on my promo of saying eight o'clock. Because oh, okay. <laughs> that's my time here. Uh-oh. All right, jump on jump on now. I've got to fix the promo. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we um here on TS Radio. Uh, I've been approached again about going on to a what they call a mainstream station, and they want to move at least two of my shows over there. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I don't want to be eaten up with commercials. I don't want to be told what I can say and what I can't say. I, I don't want any of that. Uh, this particular commercial station runs a two-hour show, and out of that, you get about 45 to 48 minutes of actual talk, and the rest is all advertisements, six, seven, eight, ten at a time, of stuff they're selling. We, we're not going there. And um, But this is this last year, particularly, Tanya, uh, the efforts by larger, you know, well-funded stations to take over my shows and take over all of us oh, here on oh, TS yeah. Radio have been... I think I got her right here, Tanya. Here she goes. There she goes. Here we are. 
<laughs> there you Hello. are. Okay. This is my bad. I take full responsibility for this. <laughs> I wrote down 8 o'clock, and I'm changing that right now, so wherever I shared it, it should change to 7. Forgive me. It's just one of those days. It is just one of those days. Oh. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so That's you missed like, my intro. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. Okay. I know. I said eight o'clock, and it's like, I. Uh, it's really. It's seven in Oklahoma, and I usually lay out what time and what, in what, uh, time zone. But as we know, this was a quick change up tonight, and and this is way too important to talk about, um, and not let uh, the inmates uh, go freezing, freezing to death. You know, God for God forbid. You know, I I brought up. What um, I brought up what was happening, I brought up that Lawton is all, all set right now and that it was actually fixed by the inmates today, you know, yeah, very I was talented about to say, people. I just, I just got confirmation that it's fixed. Yep, yep, uh, and, that's, and that's great. So, so I, I, I let everybody know that you are Emily Barnes from Ignite Justice. You are an activated activist and advocate. And um, right now, uh, you've got a lot of information that you want to share uh, that the Lawton thing has been fixed, um, you know, the heat, uh, the heat and the hot water, and that um, it was actually, you know, very talented inmates that are, are um, know how to do these things. And uh, I kind of wonder if, it's, if sometimes it's, you know, the reason why some people aren't commuted when they are a good prospect are they just too valuable to be to be let go when they're in front of the partner and parole board? Board are they saving uh, that much money because they're so darn talented? I don't know because it just seems they're finding every reason not to let them out. But I know that's another subject. But it just makes you wonder, you know? Yeah, we it, had... it does question a lot of things. Mhm. Mhm. So, so let's talk about you a little bit. Let's talk about what you're involved in, and then let's get into the thick of it because I know that you have a lot of information that people share with you uh, throughout Oklahoma and, um, and some very important things that we need to a- address there, and, and this is the priority right now is that we don't have people freezing to death, uh, and, and for God's sakes, you know, this is unconstitutional. These are inhumane circumstances that uh, there seems to be no preparedness, no emergency preparedness. Uh, why is that? Is that because they don't look at people behind bars as human beings? We know they don't. Yeah, I know we know They're that. looked at as nothing but a number. They're just yeah. a number to them and, and money in their pockets. That's all it is. Do you believe that Oklahoma is really dirt poor? I I do believe it, but I also believe that there's hidden money somewhere that we just don't mm-hmm. know about. I think you mean like it's misappropriated? Yes. Mhm. Yeah. No, it's just the. Uh, something needs to be done. I mean, I done got pictures from three prisons now today showing ice on the windows, ice on the walls inside. That's that's inhumane, for one. It shouldn't be that way if these buildings have heat like they say they do. Yeah. And um, there's got to be alternatives. Why can't we out here donate blankets in situations like this? I know inmates ain't allowed to cover their vents, but some of the cells, they're burning up in there. If they would let them cover the vents up, the heat would spread to the cells that are not getting heat. You know, there's little things they can do that wouldn't cost them anything. You know, it would be a temporary fix in the situation. Or and it even would be putting plants up on the window, something. I mean, there's stuff that DOC can do that is very cheap and wouldn't cost them much. 
Right. I mean, right. they say, you know, and I, I hate to bring up the women's prison, but they're getting donations all the time through organizations, nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. ever gets donated to the men. Why, as a nonprofit organization, can't we donate blankets? Why is mm-hmm. that not an approved item to be donated? Mm-hmm. And you yet know, the women I mean, are getting them. And so what, which is great. I mean, so they're getting what they need, what they should have, right? So why wouldn't don't get the men? Me, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that the women are, get everything that they get. But at the end of the day, they should not be treated no different than the men. The men have children, too. Men are parents, right. too. Men have right. the same charges as the women. Right. So if you're going to favoritism one, you got to do it for the whole system. Right. Right. And that's my only issue with it. But like I say, please don't nobody take me wrong. I'm happy that the women get everything that they get handed to them. It just should be yeah. for everybody. It should be. And we've heard, we've heard some, you know, horror stories, absolutely, this summer, you know, inside of women's prisons and the COVID and whatnot, um, and as far as in the other prisons as well. You know, and the thing is, I mean, it, Emily, this just seems to be one thing after another. Okay, so the COVID took the world by surprise, all right? It, you know, whatever it is, it, you know, it took, it took the world by surprise, and it puts people in compromised health and compromised situations, like inside the prisons that are filthy anyways and loaded with mildew, and, and they don't clean the filters, um, you know. And it's like, or, or why aren't they trying to do more? And why can't, you know, hello, Oklahoma Department of Corrections, how can we help you help these people that are in these compromised situations, or do you just not care? Right, because there, there is organizations like mine, yours, that want to do stuff. Even families are willing to come together and buy blankets or donate money so they can get right. what they need. Like, the and, DOC should be reach out to the community because mm-hmm. it's the community that you guys keep locking up. Wow. You know, That's a good way of putting so, it. Yeah. Yeah, it really is, you know. You know what? I mean, nothing for nothing. It's like kind of like these guys just got caught. Now, because you got to keep in mind that most people that are in prison are not violent offenders. Okay? No, they're not. Most, and so that's a big misconception that we need to continue letting the population know. And not only and that. that what is it, 70, 70, I think it's 70% are actually in there because they had to take a plea deal because they don't have money to afford for a lawyer. Right, and they were and they were told, in, in many cases, as we know, they were told that they would get worse sentences than they really would have gotten uh, because yes. there, there was not probable cause for other uh, sentences that they, that they were feared into, that they were scared into taking. Because when you're told uh, you could spend the rest of your life in prison, you know, for, for what? You know, like stealing a car for the very first time, you, you know what I mean? Not that it's right, not that, you know, you condone it or anything, but, you know, most, most of the people that are in prison are not violent offenders. They're not the people that, that is a stigma that people think they are. There are people that have done horrible things, okay? There are, and have grown up in the prison, and some of them are really ready. Some of them are genuinely rehabilitated. And yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and uh, it just seems that um, even if they're allowed, even if they're able to go up in front of the party and parole board, that... Um, Especially with uh, what's his name on the board, he's he said publicly that he's not going to uh, give a yay um, for anybody who has committed a violent offense. Well, then why don't you just not have anybody who has allowed to come up in front of the board if that's the case? 
You know what I mean? Right. If, if it's going to be stonewalled anyways, why do you put people through this? Well, that's not just. Well, I would, I would tell you there is a um, national movement going on right now that organizations in different states, and um, I'm actually going to get involved with this, to get policies changed in every state for a parole board. Mm-hmm. I believe it's nine nine things that we're trying to get changed mm-hmm. that we're going for. I think I saw now. that. So, yeah, there will be a lot more information coming out once everything's worked out on it, but I do think everybody needs to get behind this and help push for this because it would change the parole policies. Right. And, you know, and what I, about the conviction integrity units? Um, I think that's a good thing. I do too. I, I, think we, I do too. And maybe I that really is one of the nine things. It'll make a change. Right. Right. We need more civilians. We need people to be able to um, oversee. Uh, you know, if 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 it's, you know, you got to call spade a spade. You know, and if it's a fox guard in the hen house, because the only way that we would know, the only way that we would know there's ice in these prisons, there's black mold, there's unclean filters, these guys don't have water sometimes, obviously no heat. Um, I mean, and, know, and they're not and having showers when they're supposed to, you know, in the cases where this is the case, you know, we wouldn't know that, would we? Unless, no. and we couldn't prove it unless you get these pictures. So they don't want you to know mm-hmm. this. Let's go back again to the summer. What did Oklahoma Department of Corrections do to counteract all the things that we were bringing to light? Oh, these incredible TV commercials with, with happy inmates strolling down, handing out people uh, meals <laughs> that look like, uh, you, you know, look like you're at um, Chateau. <laughs> you know, it's just not the case, people. It's just not the case. And, and well, now. With the ice uh-huh. on the windows and the walls, that's just going to be more mold. Just going to be more mold. That's right. Because it's water. Yeah. So just think wherever wherever you guys are that are listening from, right? Are you warm? Uh-huh. Are you cold? Are you a little chilly because you're watching your bills? Are you, you, you know, just think. Imagine not being able to load on the blankets, not being able to put coats on, not having... Anything to keep yourself warm. There's no heat. There's ice buildup in cells where there is. And but the thing is, this, is, even with the heat on, the ice is building up in the cells. That's a major issue. I believe right, it was just during, said earlier. It's not reaching, so they need a blower or something. Yes. I believe it was just done today. They tested one of the cells, and it was 47 degrees with the heat wow. on. Wow. Wow. So what facilities, what correction centers are you hearing that it's like this? Um, Lexington. Just done is one of them. Yes, done. Dick Connors, Law Inn. They're the main ones I've been hearing about and seeing about. They're the main ones I've been contacted about. But I'm sure uh-huh. it's happening every prison since they're all built uh-huh. the same way. Right. They're all very old. What about... Oh, and what granite. About, I, heard, uh, I heard stuff like granite, too. Granite? So what are the, what are the shower, showering conditions now for... I mean... <laughs> This is scary. This is very scary. I really haven't heard anything about showers. I do know Lexington, the water is warm. They they are having warm showers, but other than that, I haven't heard anything about showers, honestly. Okay. I'm hearing more about... If there wasn't wasn't, uh, water, but now that's fixed. 
So hopefully um, they can get around to that. Um, what and what's happening at Granite? Same thing. He ice on the windows. Pretty much the main con- the main concerns right now, and the complaints are ice on the windows, the walls, and the heat. That's the main the three main concerns right now. Okay. Okay. Um. So so Emily so. Given, tell us the status of the lockdowns. You know, are, is it harder for, uh, to get in touch with people and people to get in touch with their loved ones now? Are they still, oh, yeah, you know, good. the lockdowns are, are, are still, like, you um, know, as bad as they were over the summer? Uh, what's it been like with no, the phone usage? I, I know, um, hey, where's my son? Cushion, I forgot what person. I mean, my son's been calling me pretty much every three days. Okay. Um, I know, I know, Law and Lexington, they're making calls. Um, Connor's making calls. So pretty much the prisons are up back running normal. Okay. But a lot of them are still just movement on the pods. A lot of them are still what? Just um, you know they they're locked. They have to stay on the pod. They can't leave their pod area. Right. Okay. Okay. But like I do know Lexington, they've been going outside. Um, that's the only one I really know about going outside. Yep. I wonder how the <laughs> you know it's, it would have been nice to have gone outside over the summer. <laughs> you know what I mean? More now it's freezing you know there. I know somebody mm-hmm. who made a, a snow cone today with the ice, <laughs> with the snow. <laughs> so Are you kidding they're, me? They're enjoying the snow, actually. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, that's good. Any, anything to get them outside. Good. Yeah. So um, do, do you think that this goes on at the county jails as well? Like, I know that we've talked an awful lot about uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City County Jail. And um, and those deaths uh, that you know, let's see if they're ever really investigated. Uh, what was it, six in uh, in a matter of a couple months? Yeah, we are doing another rally next. I believe it's next Saturday at the county jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the and we'll bring, we'll bring that. We will bring issue. that up. Yeah. Oh, why don't you bring that up now? And then, you know, I want to ask you, what do you think the conditions are there, too? That's a very old uh, facility. I know that it was updated, you know, to some degree uh, because uh, the federal government got involved in that. But, you know, obviously, behavior is still really, really bad, um, you know, with what, how uh, the inmates are being treated and even abused. Um, I do know that... um they still have a bed bug issue bad. I still know that there's a staff going around. Staff or isn't that what it's called? Staff? Staff is actually. Right. Right. So I'm assuming that it's probably cold in there too. Because I just remember when my son was, you know, in county, he, he talked about how cold it was. So I'm sure that hasn't changed in two years. Wow. But it's just hard wow. to hear stuff on the inside, you know, unless family members tell you something. Because right. they just very limited to contact, you know, outside yeah. contact. So. Well, and, and, and these um, are really good groups, though. Get phone in there. Yep. And, and, and I, I mean, there's so many, you know, different groups that are out there talking to each other and sharing things amongst each other. And, and that's so important because, you know, it can provide support and information that somebody else might not know. And when, you know, and, and, and it really does help, you know, I see, Oh, you know, it's um, yes, they can use phones now or no, they can't. Then you understand why, you know, why you haven't heard from your loved one, you know? Yeah. So it's, that sharing is 
is just so important um, so that uh, it's, it's just a common ground for everybody to, you know, where there's a lot of respect amongst, amongst members in these groups that help provide, you know, information, especially when somebody's new um, as, you, you know, being a loved one of somebody in prison or in jail. And um, I, I just see them working really well. What are your thoughts on that? As far as providing the information, obviously it hasn't changed Oklahoma Department of Corrections behavior, but, um, you know, what are your thoughts <sighs> about the group? <laughs> hmm. I, I'm just going to say this. I'm glad we're about to start tablets soon because being locked down, people will be able to communicate now through, you know, email with their loved ones so they will know right. that they're still okay. And I do think these tablets are a good thing to have. Um, even, the, even the video visits, I mean, I'll take any kind of visit right now to see my son, you know. So if a video yeah. visit is what it's going to be, I'm okay with that. At least yep. if you can see them face-to-face, you know they're okay. Right. So I do think these tablets are going to be a good thing for everybody. I do think and, they're going to cost a lot of money and be expensive, and it's more money we're going to have to pay for. But I think it will be worth it in the long run. I'm just surprised that they're doing it. Like, how are they going to – I'm really surprised because I wonder, like, okay, do they want an inmate to have a tablet and to be able to show their cell looking the way it looks? Like, you know what I mean? I I just wonder about the logistics behind it, Emily. I thought about that, too. I do know in other states a lot of them that do the visits are not done on tablets. They go to a to a um a room where they actually have video monitor set up. Mhm. So I until this comes yeah, out I think that's we know all the details, everything is just here say how it's gonna be right now. Mhm. You know, so I don't wanna say something that isn't true, but um Right. I really don't see them having, like you said, being able to video visit from their cell. Right. Because that exposes DOC too much. It really does. It it, re- it really does. It's, you know, so, so it'd be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that does work out. Did they give a time yeah, frame when that is expected? Hmm? No, but I am, there's some talk that I'm hearing um, beginning of April it's supposed to start. But I don't mm-hmm. know if that's like, all the prisons or just that prison or because all the right. the equipment hasn't been put in to all the prisons yet. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to wait until it's in all the prisons before they start it or they're going to just start it at the ones that it's already in. I, I'm, yeah, they're, they're, they're not saying anything about these tablets. Right. Right. Or how it's going to be. So it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> so it's been how long? That's all I can say. So it's been how long since people have been able to see their loved one? Um, a year. It's been, well, yeah, a year. Since COVID hit, it's been a year since a lot of people have seen their loved ones. Right. That's right. It happened about this time last year. Yeah. But don't forget, remember, they did have visits for what? It was only like a month, and then they stopped them again. Right. But still right. a lot of people didn't go visit then. So, yeah, I'm going to say a year since people okay. saw their loved ones. Yeah, that's got to be hard. It's got to be hard. It is. It is. I can say it's hard because, you know, I got two inside, so it's hard. Yep. Yep. 
you've got it. your son, and how old is he? Uh, he just he just turned twenty. Just turned twenty. Got to be hard. He still has he still has eight years to go. So yeah, and then it's, it's hard. And then when and you know when, then when you have lockdowns and you can't get phone calls, it just makes it worse. Right. I mean, I understand people are upset, they're hurt, they can't get phone calls, and we all go through it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in accordance to the the Oklahoma uh, or the 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 United States, you know, uh, a constitution for inmates. I mean, these conditions seem to be um, violating the um, their right to a certain level of civility. I just don't know how much can be left up to interpretation. You know, like when it comes to the food, you know, a lot of that is left up to interpretation. I understand that. All right. To a degree, I understand that. Um, But it does seem like there aren't enough calories and there's not enough nutrition. And so that lowers the immune system, makes you more susceptible to getting sick. You know, you really don't see the greens. You just don't see the greens in there, hardly at all. But but when it comes to them being cold, I mean, I'm just trying to really wrap my head around it. You know, having to be in like 45 degrees, you know, and yeah. and how and the what? thing is, like like I said with the blankets, how hard is that then to give everybody one extra blanket, even if you take it back after this storm is over? When we're not below right. freezing degrees, it's a and temporary. And so, why do you think fit. they don't? It's a temporary warmth for them. Right. I don't know how them mm-hmm. people can work there and go home at night, knowing that they're going home to a warm house, and the men are stuck in there freezing because you didn't want to give them an extra bar. So, so, why do you think they don't? <sighs> Because they don't care. It's not in their policy. Their policy is they get two blankets or one blanket, whatever it is. You know, it's they don't want to break their policies, but they break them all the time when it's at their convenience. But in a state emergency like this, how can you not break your policies to certain things? Right. It is, it right. is DOC's responsibility to make sure every inmate is taken care of in their custody. Right. So how can you let them so, freeze in the cell? Mhm. Mhm. On top of all else. Why is the health you department know? not getting involved and saying it's too cold in themselves for these men? Why? You know what I mean? It's, it's not just DOC. It's other places, too, that could get involved yep. and don't. People are making phone calls, right? Let's talk yeah. about, and, and in a few minutes, I'm going to ask if anybody's listening. I know I messed up the time. There might be more people that listen to this via the archive than live, but hopefully people are used to turning, tuning in, of course, at this time. Um, Marty will be back um, on the board in just a couple minutes, and, but, um, but I'm going to ask people to make calls if you have any input or insight. That number is 917 388-4520. Again, it's 917-388-4520, and press the number 1, and then uh, Marty will see you uh, wanting to come on and comment, please. Um, I mean, not only that, if you guys have any suggestions, of what you think DOC could do, please let me know. I'm in the process of writing a letter to DOC, and I'm looking for all kind of suggestions that we can give them to give them alternative ways for these men to be warm. Right. Right. The more you know, suggestions we give, the 
the better options there are for them to do something. You know, there's the hard, there's plastic that can, you know, be put over the windows, as you had said earlier when we were talking. And, um, I mean, there's also, you know, plexiglass that can be uh, yeah. put on. Um, or, right. I, I mean, there's there's that foam spray that can be put on uh, from the outside, of course. So you're, they're not breathing those chemicals, but fill up those cracks. With that foam spray, there's uh, and and we're talking about for the most part we're talking about concrete walls, concrete floors. Am I right? Yes. And and we know that the buildings are old. We know that there's cracks everywhere. We know the windows are bad. A lot of houses are the same way. <laughs> so yeah. There's cheap ways to fix stuff. There's ways to put some, something up or to do something that doesn't even cost them. Right. So they don't have to go into their pocket, into the budget. And, you know, they're, like I said, well, right now. Well, but I'm sorry. There thing. has to be. There ha- you know, unless they can provide humane conditions for these women and men. Yeah. The, the, uh, you know they they have to find a way. They they actually are out of compliance if they're not right. You know they, then then you know ask to ship them to ship these people somewhere else. You know that that has humane conditions. Yes, this is a problem with the whole COVID thing and whatnot. You know, but, but why are we not taking care of these issues? That you know, in in advance, it gets cold in the winter. Sometimes colder than others, and even in Oklahoma. And why is it that there is not preparedness, emergency right. preparedness? Why is our what governor is, our governor not doing nothing? Is what I want to know right. too. Right. Because he's sitting in a nice warm house right now. It's right. like all the other legislators are. Yep. Yep. Well, we need to get them as our allies. You know, we need them to, uh, you know, we need to get them as our allies. We need to find out who are the ones that are willing to do something to step outside of that box and and do something. And we need those residents in Oklahoma to actually say, to call in, say, hey, we're going to back you. We need a hero like you. you. You know, I mean, I see all kinds of advertisements and all kinds of nonprofits for animals. Beautiful. That's a wonderful thing. It really is. Save a horse, save a dog, save a cat. That's a beautiful thing. It is. What about, I mean, look, I'm, what I'm about the guys, though? Right now, Black Lives Matter is so involved with helping the homeless that they actually been going around picking people up, giving them blankets and gloves and scarves and doing whatever they can. Some of them are even taking them into their personal homes just to get these to get people off the street. We need more organizations involved. We need churches involved. I don't see how people who go to church can sit back and not worry about our our incarcerated people freezing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just... No, we just Mm -hmm. need more people involved. Okay, so who do you want who do you want them to call? Um... They can call you. They can call me. Um, message my my justice page. Also, um, Oklahoma Coalition Against um, People Abuse. I'm very involved with them now. I became a part of their organization, and I think that's great. You know, yeah. You know, we Michael have Washington. A, Yes, Michael Washington, definitely. Message him. I mean, you can message 
any of these groups and they don't get back to me mm-hmm. or message my personal page. Emily Bond on that hard time. <laughs> right. In, in Oklahoma. Right. Right. And Ignite Justice. Okay. That's a, that's a group. That's, that's the group mm-hmm. that Emily's in. Um, and then, you know, yes, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the founder of Ignite Justice, and I'm now the vice president of Oklahoma Coalition, uh, Coalition Against People Abuse. That's wonderful. That's wow. Wow. That's fantastic. So uh, you can find that on Facebook, too, Oklahoma Coalition Against People Abuse. Now, I know people are listening that are from outside of Oklahoma. And they have the same issues going on in their state to whatever level, to whatever degree. Um, I want to hear from you. All right? I want to hear from you as well. Uh, so you can reach I'll out to me. Go ahead. I'll tell you, though, I have to say I am so impressed with Virginia right now. Virginia has a lot of bills coming up that they're trying to push through. They're really mm-hmm. doing changes. They're really, mm-hmm. really making some good changes with the system in Virginia right now. And what are they doing? Um, I know they just pushing um push to get the juvenile life sentence removed. Um they're working on I forget what the bill is, but it's something to do with the parole board. Because, you know, Virginia mm-hmm. doesn't have parole. So they're trying to make it that people can have parole now. Okay. So that's a okay. major bill that needs to go through. But um, right. they actually have a lot of uh, legislators that are behind it in Virginia that want it. Right. So, yeah, I'm, so like, then, I'm you really interested in Virginia. I, I think that, you know, it, it, that's good. That's good. I mean, Oklahoma has it. I just wonder how many are actually being paroled. Well... Watching the parole board hearings, not many. <laughs> so, so we have, you know, board members on the part of the parole board uh, that are getting paid, and I, I know that there are two of them there that that have been upstanding and um, trying to straighten it out. But I think there's three, right? There's uh, so there's yeah. five altogether. So, yeah. the, so, the, so they're just being outnumbered by the three that are not really, uh, it appears to be that they're not serving the purpose in many cases with what the Pardon Parole Board is all about. Again, you've got McCall, ex-Judge McCall, who, you know, a lot of his his, uh, people uh, come up for in front of him. And again, you know, he he's the one who threw him, who threw him in prison. Okay, so fine. If they deserved it, fine. As long as it's a fair trial, fine. But now it's fair for them to be up for parole. And, you know, the, all these prongs are being met that they should be considered to be out on parole. And there's no reason given why they're not allowed to be out on parole. So, you know, that's a change that needs to happen, too. Where's the transparency? Is it just any, meeny, miny, mo? I'm not going to let you go, you know? Right. We need to have more clarity, more transparency. Uh, Why not? Why not? I I would think instead of just, like, use your own discretion, I would think you go down the line and you check off all these things. Forget the board. You know, forget the board. You, you, it's like, have they been in trouble in the last blah, 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 you know, as far as violence goes? What? How many years have they served? What? what are they doing for rehabilitation? Blah, 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 blah. And guess what? If it comes up to that certain number, then parole them. <laughs> I We're honestly don't think that write-ups should count against them. I mean, shouldn't be held against them. Because... What shouldn't be? Some... I don't think they should be able to use write-ups because... Well, we know that some of them are false. Exactly. And we know some situations you just can't avoid in prison. So 
I, I really don't think that they should be used against them when they come up for parole. Mm-hmm. And, w- like, what are those situations that you're talking about? I'll use my One phone. One of them, I would say, would be, would be having their own phone. Because guess what? If they don't have a phone, they don't have a phone, then, then we would never know on the outside what's going on. All right? And guess who's providing those phones, by the way, people? For the most part, it's the corrections officers. And, and we know that because there have been corrections officers that have told us that. Okay? So we know that. And not, that only that, there, not only that, there's no visits right now. So how is the stuff still coming in? Mm-hmm. It's hard to say it's us out here doing <laughs> it when there's no visits. Yeah, there's there's not even a need for a process of elimination. <laughs> you know, but like I want to say, like my son, he got wrote, written up because his bed wasn't made during count time. If he came up for parole right now, he would get denied because of that. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I said they should not be held against them because, to me, that that's a stupid write-up. Yeah, he wasn't following the directions. I understand that. But because he didn't make his bed shouldn't be the reason to keep him in prison. Right, right. Right, maybe a certain how many strikes rule for something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and depending on what it is, if you're not in a violent situation, you, you know, I, I mean, it's just too much. It's too much, and all and all of this stuff is happening under the conditions that far too often are, you, you know, like right now, like right now, ice, ice. Okay, dirty filters. And then what's it going to be in the summer, Emily? We know what the situations are like in the summer. Oh, yeah. They're going to sweat to death, the AC, the ones that have AC, the units will break down, and they won't have no air. I mean, it's the same It's the same issue every winter and every summer. And there seems yep. to be no solution for it. Yep. So... Do you think that it's worth it to, for people to call uh, to call the DOC, to call the governor, to write letters? I think it's important to trace these things. Uh, it is important. The thing is, is you're not going to get any, any response from the governor. All you're going to get is a generic email that everybody gets. Okay. Okay. I, I've, I've noticed right. calling the health department, they seem to kind of get involved a little bit, um, calling the Oklahoma Obamas, they're, they're, they do, they do good stuff, um, DOC, I mean, you can call DOC, but they're just going to give you the runaround, we'll look into it, we'll investigate it, and that's all you ever hear from them. Right. Calling the prison. Right. You call so much, they end up not answering the phones the rest of the day because they don't want to deal with us. Okay, so you so you heard from Emily. You know, contact her at her organization, Ignite Justice, and you'll find it on Facebook. Um, you're welcome to contact me as well. Injustice in Oklahoma Exposed. Okay, so that's Paige. Uh, you can message me there. Uh, if you are from another state, and you're experiencing these issues, um, go on over to, um, uh, there's a page called Tanya Talks, Views, News, and Interviews. Message me there, all right, because um, we're working on this on a, on a national level, people, and, you know, yeah. we want to help spread the word. Right, Emily? We're working on this on yeah, a national right. level. We want to spread the word. We've got Angie Dent in Ohio. Uh, she's tremendous. She's doing great things out there, and um, and I've got to I really get in touch with her. In every state. Yeah. Yep. So you know, exactly. Um, Chicago. Yeah. You know, even though we can find out. My main, you know, even though Oklahoma is my main focus, but I do st- I do advocate in every state. It's my justice. We're not just about Oklahoma, so mm-hmm. we are spread out. <laughs> Good, 
That's good. So, yep, that's good. So you've got some uh, information. Uh, I, I would suggest if you send an email that you copy, uh, that you copy us, that you send us messages uh, so that we can see those emails. You need to have paper trails, people. I just can't emphasize this enough. Paper trails, yes. affidavits. You have to have these things so that they, so that they are stacks of them that cannot be ignored. So why don't you give us a quick rundown on the rally, um, and uh, and then we'll, and then I'm going to close us out tonight. And but it's, I, it's really important to bring this to the forefront. And uh, but we want to hear about the rally. We're just hoping that people will chime in and uh, get involved, get involved, get involved. Um, because these people uh, that are behind bars are human beings. So let's talk about the rally that's upcoming. Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm making sure I get the correct date. Okay. Don't want to give nobody the false information. Right, right. And and then you'll be sharing it, of course, on your page too, group. Yes, it actually, um, it's been shared all over. Yeah, the rally is Saturday the 27th from 1 to 3 p.m. at the Oklahoma County Jail. Um, too many people are dying there. Something has to be done. They need to investigate and find out why we have lost, what, six inmates in five weeks? Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, that's just the last couple weeks. That's not counting last year and this year so far. Right. Like, it's it's too many. Why is there one is too many if there's no good explanation for it, you know? And there's yes. been an awful lot of abuse taking place at that county jail. We've got the um, baby shark song, right? That that was blasted while they were yes. feeding on uh, inmates that were tied up uh, not that long ago. Well, there, there's, there are huge issues here, and there are huge cover-ups that are going on. And now, yes, Oklahoma County that's running it, and the warden says, sure, go for it. You know, you'll find out that I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, you know what? The, maybe the trust is no better. Something's going on there. Something's going on there. And why on earth, when the feds were overseeing it, did you not let them in? Mm. This yes. Is, yes. That was just a couple of years ago. We need yes. to get big. We need to get strong. We need to pay attention, not to statutes necessarily, you know, but we need to actually pay attention to the Constitution, the Constitution for the inmates, okay? It's very easy to find. Google it, you know. They are being violated, Um you know, I, t- I tell everybody. Emily, I to thank you so so much for for okay. coming no, you're on and, and last minute and you're you're a rock star. Um, you know, thank you being you. VP of this coalition is really important. You've got great connections. Keep up the good work. Give my best to all of the others out there. And, and you know, I just uh, I'm really busy these next four weeks. You know, but I'm trying to keep up with things. I'm on the road with a college baseball. <laughs> which I love, but um, so I'm not going to be quite as present as I would like to be, but well, I wish them luck. I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do all the shows that I can. I've got to figure that schedule out. But Emily, um, thank you. Keep sharing stuff and send me stuff that I can share too because I'm not quite as on top of it as I'd like to be right now. Um, sure but will. love you and uh, uh, I'm, Tanya, I'm Tanya Hathaway with Tanya Talks where your voice is heard and your story is told. And uh, please, please, people, come on board with this. This is so, so important. It's not like, you know, it's, it's not like this is not urgent. It is urgent. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in these cells right now that are freezing, that are not being given that they, they might as well be outside with a little choke collar on them, like you see with the picture of the dogs where people are, you know, adopt a dog. I agree. I agree. But for God's sake, the Department of Corrections doesn't agree. They don't care. They don't want you to help. Why? Why? Let's find out why. Let's see if they can answer that. Thank you for calling. 
uh, in again, Emily. Um, thank you, everybody. Good night. Good night, and God Good night. bless.